Hey, 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 it's me, Katie here. Grab a notebook, add a cuppa, and join me in the sociology staff room. Hello and good evening and welcome to the Sociology Staff Room. I'm Katie Tyler. I'm joined by Mel Porter today, uh, experienced teacher of nine years, also head of social sciences or sociology and criminology. So both sort of heads in both camps there. Um, and we're going to be talking about sociology in the news today. So I'm lucky to have you on. And the reason I'm going to put a bit of context to it, I've noticed you post quite a few things, a bit of Facebook stalking here on, um, on Facebook where you sort of post a lot of news articles on there and I thought oh gosh this is really nice so I sort of reached out to you and said oh do you mind speaking and, and lucky you've said yes so thank you for giving up your evening first of all you're welcome happy to be with you oh thank you I hope you've had a nice day as well at work because obviously I appreciate it's it's the evening and we've, it's November and you've been working really hard so thank you for that as well pleasure brilliant so first of all why is going straight into it why is the news so important in sociology so i know we've had a, a, a sort of previous guest talking about you know 21st century sociology and studies but obviously this is more about the news why is it so important to have sociology in the news in sociology lessons first of all well, I've been thinking about this over the last couple of days. And I think, I mean, sociology is very much a, it's a living subject, isn't it? And it's practical. And the reasons why we teach it are all around us all the time. Um, and literally just before I came on uh, to speak to you, actually, there was something in the news about um, drill music being taken off uh, Facebook, I think it was, and discussion about that. And I thought, oh, this is so relevant. This has got to go into a crime lesson or a media lesson, probably both. Mm. Uh, and it's just it's just everywhere, isn't it? All of the topics that we we try and get our students thinking about deeply and thinking about how they apply to the real world. Um, so it's really something that should be, I think, should be part of our sociology teaching and also just part of helping our young people to go out into the world thinking about it and challenging it and questioning it and thinking about how their sociology can help to explain what they see around them. Mm, like I said, it's, it's, it is literally everywhere. I think, funny enough, I was having that exact conversation with our school librarian today, and she's really sort of embraced sociology of new into a school, and she was exactly saying the same, that, you know, she didn't realise how many links there were in sociology, so many other subjects, and she's sort of been posting things from the news as well, and from journals and from other subjects. So it's not only that it, it's everywhere, like you said, it's also so relevant. And like, obviously just looking at drill music today and how that can be embedded. So thinking about this, how then do you get, because obviously I noticed you sort of do post things and I assume you share things with your students. How do you get that balance yourself between, and similar question I asked someone else about 21st century sociology, where how do you get that, that balance between, you know, getting your lessons covered with the content that you have to cover, as well as sort of covering you know, sociology in the news as well. Like, how do you keep that balance going? Yeah, I mean, I suppose I, I don't really see myself as covering sociology in the news. I guess I use bits from the news to introduce into sociology lessons to get students uh, using their AO2, their application skills. But it also really helps with their, their analysis and their evaluation as well. I think having some real world examples that they can hang their theories and their concepts onto um, is quite helpful for them. So I guess I don't make a point of um, talking about how sociology is in the news this week. I tend mm. just to build in examples where I think they fit and encourage the students to do some of their own research as well and to sort of come to lessons, being ready to, to talk about and share things that maybe they've spotted going on. 
I guess there's another strand to it also, which is sort of more genuinely sociology in the news, which is those occasions when um, you hear about a new piece of research being commented on, or at the moment, we've got lots of stuff coming out from the census last year, haven't we? I'm refreshing that ONS page like every, every day, it feels like looking for you know, what new material has come out of that census, because for a social scientist, it's just it's just fascinating, isn't it? That's our kind of, you know, mm. our bread and butter, where so much of our data comes from. So it, it, it's, it's those two strands to it, really, partly what's in the news that we can apply our sociology to, but then also how is social science and social science research being reported in the news? And that's quite helpful for the students in terms of their methods seeing how real life sociologists have used the methods that they're learning about to actually answer these challenging questions that we're, we're trying to get them to explore all the time. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, like you said, census is a really good example. And I think that sort of makes their students realise that it isn't something that just happens in a textbook. It's something that's happening, like you said, real life real world examples, I think was the word you said, that it ensures that. You also mentioned that Obviously, you, you interweave it into the lessons that it's not like you take a lesson out and go, all right, today we're going to do sociology in the news. Um, you sort of mentioned that you sort of interweave it as and when it, it's appropriate. But you also said that you get the students to do that. So how do you get that culture from that, from students that feel like, oh, it's just another piece of homework, to really sort of making them engaged in that, creating that culture of, I suppose, wanting to learn outside the classroom and it's not just a piece of homework? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I'm not sure I've completely cracked that. And there are probably other other sociology teachers out there who who do this much in a much more organised way. Um, I do it through challenge tasks, for example. So, I mean, it does depend on the student. I mean, there, there, there are some for whom you're trying to get them to do the basics, realistically, aren't there, and, and, and to sort of grasp the concepts. Uh, and, and others who are just sort of constantly questing for, you know, something new, something challenging. So there's that way, um, setting them research homeworks occasionally where they are specifically looking for case studies. So um, I think one I've used that for in the past is green crime, state crime, uh, human rights crime. That's a good sort of opportunity to get them going off and, and looking for particularly for recent examples, because um, I don't know about you, but I feel particularly the A-level textbooks now, they, they're starting to feel quite out of date. Um, census is a good example of that when you're still seeing those graphs from 2011 and thinking oh we had a census last year you know we must have have some more up-to-date info there so getting the students to do part of that legwork actually and as you're as you're working with you know textbook material for instance getting them to notice you know well where does this come from how old is it can you have a look and see if you can find something more up-to-date or a better example that we could attach this theory to. So, it, you know, it, it certainly doesn't replace the students getting a competent grasp of the theories, the concepts, all the kind of bread and butter of sociology. But I think it does help to bring it to life. Um, I would say at GCSE level as well, actually, that my, my GCSE students um, really enjoy that side of it, particularly, you know, those who ne not, aren't necessarily going to take sociology any further. Um, but they are going to go out them into the world, hopefully, with an understanding of where data comes from, of why there are different viewpoints about things. So using the news and uh, sociology in the news to help them do that, I find quite um, it's something that they generally quite enjoy. Yeah, and I totally agree. I think it just becomes, I think some of it as well is role modelling. I think you sort of, I've obviously seen you and how you sort of post things, but I think if you as a teacher show interest, which obviously you do, I think the students also pick that up as well. I, I think that sort of sharing of cultures, particularly nowadays where we sort of, I don't know how your sort of forum of, of sharing stuff on the 
with students but I know that we use um Google Classroom so you know that's how I sort of share the news and stuff with students but yeah it definitely engages in different GCSE students as well so the next sort of thing I was thinking about was obviously I've asked you about how you create that culture but so is there a sort of place of you know you said you're refreshing um the census <laughs> at the moment but is there a sort of place where you go to that you think that's my gut because you know like obviously fake fake news um but is there like um a certain go-to for you where you go to get your sources or for for the students is there a sort of a preferable website other than obviously the ons which you just mentioned earlier um not not really to be honest i mean i'm i'm possibly not the the best person to ask about that because i'm a complete news junkie anyway um i used i used to do news monitoring for the government i haven't really kicked that habit so ah. I, i'm always I'm always looking you at You just told me about this. Oh. This gives you a little bit of context of why. I was thinking, this woman, she's always like, because she's obviously got a cartoon. I was like, this woman's always posting the news. And, and obviously we got, we got speaking about it. Ah, now I understand why you're you, you secret squirrel. <laughs> oh, my pre-teaching life, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, feel like I, I wake up to news, I go to sleep to news, I listen to news in my car, but I don't sort of seek things out specifically for sociology. I mean, I, I use the same kind of websites anyone else would do, I suppose, BBC, um, you know, newspaper sites. And I guess what we're always trying to encourage the students to do is to get their information from a variety of sources, isn't it? To be aware of, you know, where it comes from, how it's curated, how it's socially constructed. Um, so, so, so I guess I, I don't do anything different there. Um, and to be honest, I mean, um, the the sort of teacher sociology groups on social media are fantastic, actually, for, for us as teachers, just for gathering that material um, and then hopefully, you know, being able to make it usable and available to to our students. I think there are certain, um, you know, certain types of uh, um, news outlets and newspaper websites that are more inclined to particularly things from um, sociologists research things like the Guardian, the Independent tend to lean more into, you know, into being interested in and reporting on that kind of thing. But, um, but anything and everywhere, really, I mean, to be honest, yeah. some of the things I've shared on that on, on, on the teaching groups are from quite spurious sources and quite funny and sometimes quite silly. But um, yeah, you know, if, 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 if they're relevant, and if they will kind of, you know, help the students to see a way into something that might seem a bit complicated, otherwise, then, then I'll go with it. Yeah, so quite, even if it creates a debate, doesn't it? Like, mm -hmm. even if it's a little bit potentially uh, controversial to it, yeah. within, within reason, I suppose. Um, I want to. I want to. Now I want to go back a couple of step, steps. So obviously, this is you had a previous life. I'm interested about that. Well, I've got another question, but I want to go back to that. Um, so, how has? Tell me a bit more about that and how that's shaped you as a teacher. Because I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested in people's backgrounds, and obviously this now puts an explanation of, of a little bit of context so yeah if you don't mind how have you used that in your in your teaching um yeah so I, I yeah I did work in government for for a few years um I was also government press officer so I've sort of seen uh, seen interaction with the media from that side of things as well and I, I worked with journalists for for many years before I was teaching um so I, I I guess for me I was more comfortable with the news of the policy side of things than I was initially with the teaching because that's something I came into as a as a sort of second or possibly third career I've slightly lost track um yeah so so I, I, I suppose that kind of you know the the research side and and how 
social science is used in a, in a policy environment in government and I also worked at, in, a, in a university for quite a while um, that that's something that came more naturally to me than, than teaching which is something I had to learn you know sort of later on um, so mm-hmm. I guess that's my home place I suppose really Oh, that's so interesting. It's so super interesting because actually there's so much, there's so much that I'm just taking it like, because it's the first time I've heard this, despite us having conversations on, it just shows the nature of doing things virtually. But actually, again, we started off talking about sociology in the news, but actually that background, I suppose, can sh- show students, one, the sort of the roots that sociology can take you into, uh, other than just becoming a sociology teacher or, or a, a lecturer or something like that, that, you know, there's that sort of capacity within the news that she spoke about. But additional to that is that I assume you've got a, a good understanding of research methods from that as well. Is that how that, like you said, about the policies as well and keeping it abreast of contemporary sociology. So there's so much that can be brought to the table from your background. So do you share that with your students? Do they, they know your background? Um, I do sometimes I don't I suppose I don't set out to but it does usually come up when I'm teaching particularly teaching the media topic for a level mm-hmm. and um, and crime in the media as well um, because uh, because yeah I used to I did my master's research on moral panics actually so I always get a wow. bit, a bit Gosh, um, you're getting more and more interested like I'm like <laughs> I'm gonna end up a bit overexcited about that topic but thinking about your previous discussion about imposter syndrome a few weeks ago which mm-hmm. I really enjoyed I have massive imposter syndrome. My first degree isn't in sociology, so I, 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 I'm a historian. Um, so I really identify with all the teachers who, you know, who post on our group saying, oh, I've just come to sociology and I'm a historian, I'm an RS specialist or a psychologist or whatever. So I don't I don't kind of see myself, you know, fully as, as, as a sociologist. Um, but I, I think of that, that question, I know you've had a session about careers, linking careers into sociology mm. teaching as well, haven't you? Um, yeah. I, I find that question I get more and more from students and from parents and carers as well well what can I do with it where does it leave me Um, and I guess the answers for sociology can be a little bit more vague parents often want something really concrete you do this subject you go to that career this is how much you earn this is you know what your career path will be and sociology is not really like that is it it's it's applicable to so many different um different careers and different areas of work but I think what what I always try and get off, across to the students is um, what you will have from this subject is an understanding of people, their behaviour, of data, of methods, um, and a way of questioning things that most other students won't have. And those are skills that actually a lot of employers in all sorts of fields really, really seek out because you'll have a way of thinking that's actually very valuable to them. Yeah, definitely, and that transferable skills. And I think go back to the so we've got back to our original topic, which is you know sociology in the news. Actually, that sort of being abreast of what's going on now and and being very contemporary and up to date really helps you navigate what's going on at the moment and 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 what's real. It's not something that is you know something that's twenty thirty years old, and so it keeps you afresh. Just particularly thinking about. Um, I suppose for students going on to university potentially got interviews they can sort of bring that and show that they've got uh, an understanding of what's going on right now so that, oh, well that that was an extra a, a bonus for us here to find that out a little bit about you so I suppose my, I think you mentioned it already and my sort of last sort of question to you is I'm sort of still interested about it. I feel like I want to do a whole conversation about your your previous career life you just threw in there as well that you were like a press officer for the government I was like hang on a minute there's just loads of talents there. It just shows you, doesn't it, in the sort of diversity within the, the teaching profession. Um, 
yeah, definitely share that with you. It's something to be proud of there. Um, is obviously you mentioned about sort of drill music and how you're using that as lessons. Um, I'd like to know a little bit more about that. So how are you, what are you currently looking at within the news? I know you've mentioned drill. Is there anything else particular that you sort of bring into the lesson uh, well, currently just... at the moment? Well, I was thinking about year 13, who, like lots of people, just coming to probably at the moment, just coming towards the end of the crime and deviance topic. And I mean, you know, the, the news is a, is, is a rich resource, isn't it, of, of things that really, um, really sort of speak to the to the topics that we're addressing in sociology. Um, so when we were uh, looking at ethnicity and crime a couple of weeks ago, and also it, the news is also a good way of connecting and finding those synoptic links, I think, for the students as well. So we looked Definitely. at ethnicity and crime and then and then I followed that with victimology. I sort of switched things up a bit in terms of the order I taught it. And we talked about um, the case of uh, Nicole Smallman and Bieber Henry, who were sadly murdered about 18 months ago, I think it was, and, and the, the campaign that their, their mother is meant to sort of get recognition for the, the way the police or members of the police handled that case. Mm. Um, uh, and, and the students really engaged with that because uh, I think it, it's a, an experience that is alien to a lot of the students and and yet when you when you put real names and real people and a real case to it they start to see well actually this isn't you know something that just happened 30 years ago with the Stephen Lawrence murder and the McPherson inquiry actually there is a discussion still to be had about the way you know the way the way policing happens the way victims are treated the way the media presents different types of victims and this sort of you know hierarchy that um that some sociologists suggest there is in in the way victims are presented and 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 that gives them a real sort of hand handle on topics that can otherwise I think seem a little bit remote a little bit distant sometimes from their from their real life experience oh definitely definitely I was just thinking of you know how much has come out in the news recently particularly around ethnicity and some of the voices that we started to hear long-awaited voices I think as well um and that students are starting to see that there's been a lot recently in the news about uh, discrimination around hair in in education um, and how that is a form of you know institutional racism and so it's mm -hmm. it's not something that's just in a textbook oh actually that I can see that that's, that's really going on and that's going on now in, in schools um, mm -hmm. so yeah it, it like I said really brings it to life there's so much and I feel like I you know I could talk about this for ages I, I want to before I leave you before I leave because I know that we're sort of we're on a time frame here um, you mentioned your masters and you looked at moral panics uh, what did you what did you look at do you mind sharing no, no, I don't don't mind at all. Um, my master's was in journalism, actually, so I'm a kind of double fraud when it comes to sociology teaching. But um, I, I was always really interested in the idea of moral panics, and one of the, the the main area I'd ended up working on in government as press officer was actually around unauthorised uh, gypsy and traveller sites. And there was, well, my research was whether there was a moral panic about this back in way back in 2005. It became mm. sort of caught up with the election campaign. There was a lot of really, really quite nasty stuff in, in a lot of media outlets um, going on. So I, I had a go at applying Stan Cohen's, you know, criteria for moral panic and, um, and, and all the stages to it and seeing whether it fit. And, and I concluded that it did. Um, I interviewed a couple of journalists, which was really interesting didn't find that many willing to speak to me, but I did find a couple. Um, and, and it was a really, you know, it was a, it was a nice little piece of sociology to do. Um, but I think the other, this makes me think about our students now who don't have coursework opportunities anymore. Um, 
connecting them with social science in the news and sort of real world research out there, I think is doubly important because they don't get the experience through the syllabus anymore to do it themselves. Way back when I did my A-level, we had coursework. I did a really inept little piece of research about gender representations in advertising. But yeah, definitely. And I think that sort of really brings in, I think you speaking about that and your own research, hopefully, and if there is time in a teacher's profile in order to do that, that that's amazing as well in their sort of time management but yeah and it's interesting to see how you applied real life studies to your own research it resonates with me that what you're talking about as well because obviously I'm from the I'm assuming I'm, I don't know what area you were looking at but I think it's from the area that I live in basically I think so maybe listening to my accent it might give it away but um you know, there's a lot of that narrative around the time about the the traveller community. So, yeah, so much, so interesting. You've got so many elements to them. We started off talking about sociology and news. That's why I got you in. Um, and now, obviously, now we're we're talking about sort of your interesting parts, which explains how, um, obviously, that's why you're you're so good at bringing the sociology and the news, which is amazing. Um, but thank you so much for your time. If there are one sort of top tip you could pass on to teachers in regarding uh the news and sociology is there one sort of final final word that you could share with us um i i I think just you know just enjoy it just share it with the students get 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 them interacting with the news world that's out there and get them questioning it thinking about how it relates to you could even just literally put bbc or sky news website get them to do a quick comparison you know what's what's on the front page compare sky bbc cnn you can see instantly then the different news values. I mean, you could easily spend a whole lesson talking about that, to be honest. But just as a little kind of starter activity or uh, a little sort of break from uh, some of the heavier content um, and, and just get them engaging with it. Oh, amazing. Thank you for your time. And thank you for sharing a little bit about your past as well. So it just shows that, you know, you just you think you know what you're going to talk about and actually sometimes Sorry, I a typical sociology you. lesson you get so attracted into something completely different which is never a bad thing because obviously I'm uh, every day's a school day that's what I say but thank you ever so much for your time Mel uh, and in oh, hope the rest of the academic year goes as amazing thank you ever so much you take care thank you thanks a lot bye-bye bye-bye the sociology stuff room is brought to you by tutor to you sociology Find us at tutortoyou.net forward slash sociology or follow us on Twitter at tutortoyousoc or Instagram at tutortoyousoc. You can also join our very lively Facebook groups for sociology teachers. See you soon.